Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome into the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey. We will be highlighting the best time of the year, bowl season, by taking the most detailed look you will find anywhere. I'm Zach Blackerby with the Locked On Podcast Network, and I will guide you through hearing detailed analysis from our experts by our friends at BetQL and Odyssey, as well as local hosts that cover these teams every single day. Expect detailed looks at the Sugar Bowl, Rose, Fiesta, Peach, and of course those semifinal games, the Cotton and Orange Bowls. Today, we're zooming in on the Fiesta Bowl. For our first look at this game, let's go to Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins of Odyssey's The Daily Tip Podcast. Zach, thanks very much. Let's talk about the Fiesta Bowl. Chelsea, is the Fiesta Bowl still for all the Tostitos? I believe so, and as an avid chips and salsa person... (laughs) I'm really excited to watch it for several reasons. I think most notably for Notre Dame, like, you know, who's excited to play, even though they don't have a head coach there. I think it's Notre Dame who probably wants to prove Brian Kelly wrong more than these guys that are still on Notre Dame because they've had a great season, uh, 11 and one, nine and three against the numbers. So I'm interested to see what we see from Notre Dame here. I am too. Notre Dame is minus 135 on the money line. Oklahoma State is plus 110. So the Irish are a very short point and a half favorite. The total is set at 45 and a hook. You mentioned Notre Dame being nine and three against the number. Oklahoma State also very good against the spread. They are nine, three and one. But I'm like you. I really, you know, it's hard to quantify when you have someone taking over like Marcus Freeman. We have no idea how he's going to perform as a head coach. Listening to him and watching him, and again, you can't really put a number on it. It's really impressive. I feel like he's going to slide right in and do just fine here. Yeah, uh, I think it's more of a matter on the the players on the field, and maybe it doesn't even matter. I think the key yeah. for me in this one is Oklahoma State's defense. They have the fourth best, best defense in the nation when it comes to points per game, allowing just 16.5 points per game, and in the Big 12, a conference that's known for offense, no yeah. less. Mike Gundy, a man, but he's always prepared for bowl games. He's won four of his last five appearances at bowl games, and this would also be a huge program win for Oklahoma State mm-hmm. over a top-five team in Notre Dame. So originally I was leaning towards Oklahoma State here getting some points. You know, I feel like I'm making all these square plays. I think I like Notre Dame here. You know, we were talking about the Sugar Bowl and how the offensive coordinator for Ole Miss – leaving Jeff Levy because he's leaving for Oklahoma and how maybe that affects the Ole Miss offense. I don't think it does because you still have Lane Kiffin there. But when you look at Jim Knowles, the Oklahoma State defensive coordinator, he is left to join the Ohio State coaching staff. And I have to tell you, this guy is an incredible hire for Ohio State. You talk about doing more with less. It's not like Oklahoma State gets the top tier recruits that other schools in the Big 12 get. And so he has taken not necessarily a ragtag bunch, but he's taken some guys that aren't these four- and five-star recruits and turned them into one hell of a unit. I think they will miss him 
tremendously. And so I do think that is a factor. I sort of lean Notre Dame here, and it's obviously it's short. It's minus one and a half. Right. There is a big question mark for Oklahoma State and Jalen Warren, their leading rusher. He has been battling some injuries. Mike Gundy said yesterday or, you know, the day before we filmed this, uh, that he will be fine, that we're not letting him practice as much as the other guys, but he's doing fine, which means he's probably going to play in this one because a a long layoff means more time to recover for Jalen Warren. And he rushed for over a thousand yards this season. Also, I have to say Notre Dame, won their final seven games of the season, covered the spread every single time. So I'm going to keep riding that trend, Chelsea. I'm on Notre Dame minus the point and a half. Yeah, I'll be on Notre Dame. Or excuse me, Oklahoma State. (laughs) Ah, I thought I fooled you into being on my side. For more, subscribe and follow The Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts, or you can listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern. It's all on BetQL. Your home for wagertainment. Zach, we'll send it back to you. And a look at this game now from a betting angle. Nick Costos, the host of You Better, You Bet. Thanks a lot, Zach. Really appreciate it. Let's hit the Fiesta Bowl from the betting angle here. Notre Dame's a a one-and-a-half point favorite in the game against Oklahoma State. Total here is 45-and-a-half. Now, here's what you need to know on both sides. Starting with the favorite, Notre Dame. Obviously, a new head coach here in Marcus Freeman with Brian Kelly having taken the job at LSU. They were going to be without two of their stud players, Kyron Williams running back and Kyle Hamilton in the secondary. Notre Dame 5-and-5 both straight up and against the spread in its last 10 bowl games. But the good news for Notre Dame, offense of coordinator Tommy Reese is staying on here and that is good news for Notre Dame quarterback Jack Cohen for Oklahoma State coming off the crushing loss to Baylor in the Big 12 championship game and they'll be without the services of defensive coordinator Jim Knowles who took the same position over at Ohio State. So let's handicap this game and give you a betting pick for the Fiesta Bowl. Oklahoma State's run defense is excellent and given that Notre Dame is without Kyron Williams, I don't expect ND to be able to run the ball with a plum but what I think we're going to see here is Tommy Reese coax a great game out of Jack Cohen throwing the football. And on the flip side, we've seen Spencer Sanders, unfortunately for Oklahoma State and head coach Mike Gundy, show a proclivity for turning the football over down the stretch of the season for OK State. And of course, the Big 12 championship game loss, which knocked them out of college football playoff consideration. So I think we're going to see Notre Dame score more than people might expect. And I think we're going to see Notre Dame turn Spencer Sanders over, even without Hamilton in the secondary. And I think all of this is going to lead to Notre Dame winning and Notre Dame covering the spread. I think Notre Dame's players are going to come out fired up to perform well and win this game for new head coach Marcus Freeman. They love Freeman, and I think that's going to manifest itself in a win and a cover coming up Saturday, New Year's Day, in the Fiesta Bowl. Let's take a second now to look at this game from an NFL draft point of view. Let's throw it to Ryan Tracy, host of Locked on NFL Draft. The Fiesta Bowl this year, the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl features two teams that were very much on the brink of getting into that college playoff, Notre Dame versus Oklahoma State. And the symptoms of that fact become what actually tints this game for the prospects that you want to watch in order to get a look at who's going to be in this draft class. And Notre Dame is going to be out with their two big hitters, uh, one on offense, one on defense, and Kyron Williams, the running back, and Kyle Hamilton, the free safety. Not going to play in this game, but they still have a number of interesting prospects the, the quarterback is, is going to be, I think, a longer question mark. The, the guy to watch for the Golden Domers is going to be the edge, Isaiah Folksy. And I think what's going to come down to it is that transition, how he became a linebacker to an edge to uh, leading the Irish and Sacks this season has been a road worth noting because it is about the adaptation to 
the next level that is going to be important in his transition to the NFL as well. You can project a little bit there. He's got to keep an eye on number seven for the Fighting Irish. And the Oklahoma State team, I think, had a lot of of prospects. Obviously, a very high-end defense that transformed that year and was able to evolve as well. In the end, there's a number of players that, that are worth watching, but the one that sticks out in terms of having the eye of what could become a draft pick of substance in this next draft is going to be Tay Martin, a player that I've talked about during this season that kind of crept up on everyone. 70 catches for nearly a thousand yards, not quite, but a ton of first downs over 80%. And that is one of the higher in the country. That's definitely worth watching and a guy to keep an eye on number one for the Cowboys. I think these are two players that you're going to be able to see battle back and forth. And luckily they'll be on the field at the same time as they go head to head. A lot of fun and somebody to watch in the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. When we return, we will hear from our local experts from the Locked On Podcast Network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Let's hear from some of our local experts. Linda Godfrey of Locked On Pokes and Candace Cooper of Locked On ACC. We're going to give you guys the good good of what to expect for this Fiesta Bowl that is going down on bowl season. I'm super excited about it. January 1, I know it's not a college football playoff game, but Linda, let's talk about this matchup, right? If you're the college football playoff rejects, are you hype about being in the Fiesta Bowl? Man, in 2011, Oklahoma State uh, should have probably seen, uh, and at the time it wasn't college football playoffs, but the college football championship game and Mm -hmm. didn't, and we went to the Fiesta Bowl. So I'm like, this whole season has been like, that season we lost Iowa State in Ames with a missed field goal. (laughs) This season we lost in Iowa State in Ames, you know. So it's been, I'm like reliving that a lot. But you cannot get hype about having a New New Year's Eve Bowl. Like, yeah, you want, of course, you want to go to college football playoffs, but any bowl after Christmas, I feel like you have to at least be moderately excited about. And I had this was not what I thought this season was going to be at all. <laughs> so I'm thrilled about it. It's just, it comes with a little bit of disappointment. No doubt. Now, Mike Gundy says that no team has ever improved as much as this one has through the season. So I really want you to just give the people a little insight about Oklahoma State. How did they get here? I know they were disappointed about the loss to Baylor in the championship game with the Big 12 championship game. I know that was one you definitely want to forget. But why should fans still get behind and support them as they take on the Fighting Irish? Yeah, obviously this season was like when we started non-conference games it was like we were like squeaking by we lived most of the beginning of the season as like a win's a win no you can't harp on it too hard at least we got the job done it's like it's so much more fun when you're like boy we really dominated that huh yeah so (laughs) that the beginning of the season was rough um we just we had some health issues at the beginning our offensive line didn't get healthy until into conference play we had wide receivers missing games. The first game, we didn't have our starting quarterback, so it took a while for Spencer Sanders to kind of get everything going his direction. 
So once it was fully healthy and going really well, we just got the groove of things. Jim Knowles had that defense running like a well-oiled machine, and the offense was doing just enough to get the job done. Unfortunately, against Baylor, our offensive line was lacking our starting center. The left guard was injured. It was There were a lot of you know minor things, like things that don't get brought up enough, but I'm a very big offensive line make or breaks a team kind of gal. And uh, <laughs> when there's when there's that like lack of consistency, it's so obvious. And I think that's the reason we didn't, you know, try a quarterback sneak on the one yard line when we had it down there for seven tries in a row and couldn't score a touchdown <laughs> because that offensive line was injured. So it definitely played yeah. into that Big 12 championship. But once we got everybody healthy, it, it just looks so good for Oklahoma yeah. State. No doubt. And listen, Notre Dame is pretty much of the same in terms of having a slow start, almost lost to Florida State to start things off. And they were just figuring it out as they went, had a big loss against Cincinnati, which honestly helped propel Cincinnati into the top four. So it's not without saying that the Fighting Irish have had their own personal struggles. And now you have, you know, Kyle Hamilton, Kyron Williams opting out of the bowl game. So it won't be the same Notre Dame that we're used to seeing. On top of that, you have Marcus Freeman, who's going to have his first head coaching debut. Everyone's going to be scrutinizing him head to toe to see if he can handle, you know, a great Oklahoma State team. And uh, what what does it look like for next year? Can he really move the needle or is it going to be more of the same? Now, Chip Kelly and his exit was wild, but they say that Marcus Freeman is a player's coach. So I think the guys will rally behind him. But when it comes to just head to head, how's it going to go down? Why do you feel like Oklahoma State will get the W ultimately? I think it's going to be a really defensive game. Before I get into that, I just want to say that I adore Marcus Freeman. Like, I hate that I'm like, I hope we have to hand him his first W or his first L, you know, like that. I don't, I don't like being on that side of things Yeah, because I adore him. The video of him, like walking into the locker room, I cried. I'm a crier. It happens. Absolutely. <laughs> so yes. Listen, I, not I a mom, but him. I was crying. <laughs> yeah, I adore him. But uh, I, I do think it's going to come down to defense and just kind of the stability that Mike Gundy brings to that that entire team. He's been there so long. A lot of those coaches, I think that the defensive line coach is going to kind of my hope is that it's kind of a tryout for him to hopefully take that defensive coordinator job. He's been there since 2013. They know how Jim Knowles ran that defense. So even though he's not going to be coaching, they're going to have that game plan. Jalen Warren was injured the last several games of the season after being a, an absolute highlight for the Cowboys midseason. So he's supposed to be back and healthy. I think that's going to play a huge part in the Cowboys because the defense w works so well when you're running the ball, but when you can't run the ball, the defense can't do it all. So if we have Jalen Warren back and he's able to run the football as effectively as he did when he was healthy during the season, I think that that gives Oklahoma State a really good chance to come up with a win. Well, listen, I don't disagree. And Kyron Williams not being in the game for Notre Dame doesn't run the ball much already. They're going to have to lean on Jack Cohn, who's had an up and down year, right? I think that's going to be a major factor. And you talk about experience. Coach Gundy's been there before. Freeman's first time. Now, while he was a defensive coordinator, and of course he has a strong defensive mind, he's going to have to lean on Tommy Reese to kind of deliver offensively. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of pressure, but I wouldn't say, you know, Notre Dame's out of it because you just never know which team you're going to get. <laughs> so we don't know who is going to show up, but I would love to see for Marcus Freeman's sake have to come out with a win. And I think ultimately, you know, it's going to come down to who can just, you know, channel out the fact that they're not in college football playoffs where we're seeing all these just 
X factors, right? You're going into the new year with the national signing day and everyone's talking about the big NIL deals and all of this seems to be a distraction. But when it comes down to X's and O's, I feel like Notre Dame can always come with the, this is who we are. This is how we deliver approach to their games. But um, I don't know. I can be persuaded away. I'm very easily persuadable. How can you tell? Oh, I, yeah, I do agree. Like Notre Dame has a very solid team all around from every aspect. Mm-hmm. Like it's hard to nitpick certain parts of like you can't pull. Whereas with Oklahoma State, you can look directly at the <laughs> offense, directly at that quarterback and go like, which which Spencer Sanders is going to show up. And like I was hard on Spencer Sanders to start the season. I'm a very typical like pocket passing quarterback kind of gal and Mm -hmm. he's a dual threat quarterback and that's great but like his passing decisions have been an issue the past several years this season we saw him string together a bunch of games where he was playing his best football and then Mm -hmm. against Baylor he threw three interceptions in season and the Cowboys were able to come away with a, a win and the Big 12 championship I said if he doesn't get those turnovers under control against Baylor like if we lose the turnover battle, we're not going to win this game again. That's, that's not going to happen twice. And he threw four interceptions, like (laughs) over half of his interceptions this season came against Baylor. So depending on which Spencer Sanders shows up, I think is a really big proponent of this game. But like you said, Notre Dame is solid in every aspect of, of football defense, special teams and offense. So it's going to be a good game. Yeah. Now, do you attribute Sanders any of that frustration dealing with the line, going back to the offensive line and how they're pretty much having to make him rush probably more than he would like to? Or is he doing that all on his own? Whew, that's tough because <laughs> I am I am very pro offensive line being like yeah. huge for running backs, for defenders, to, for fullbacks, hell, everybody. But um, his it's not so much like he can make a play. If he rolls out to the right, he'll sling the ball. You're like, you shouldn't throw that. And he connects and it's gorgeous. Right. But he has the decision-making is the issue. So it's not even Mm. as fast as he has to make the decision. Sometimes it's just put some power underneath. Like he'll, he'll go to throw the ball away and just not even get it out of bounds. And you're like, you gotta, you gotta put every umph you have into that ball. You've got to get it out of bounds, bro. So it's just, it's just a lack of decision-making and maybe it is a little bit about timing, but I think we saw, especially in the big 12 championship game that he had all day and still was, was panicking at the last second. And you can't, you got to be more stoic than that. So hopefully having been in some bowl games now, he hasn't played in anything of this kind of magnitude, but hopefully he can come in with some confidence and not the confidence of like, I'm the best in the league, but like, I know I'm good. Let me go out here and show these people that I'm good. That's the yeah. Spencer Sanders I like to see. And, you know, I think the one of the major players for Notre Dame's defense that'll give Spencer a long day is Isaiah Foskey. Clearly this defender comes in with 10 sacks, 11 and a half tackles for loss on the year in six quarterback hurries. Now he is a guy that I think if Sanders doesn't make a decision quick, if he doesn't, you know, you study long, you study wrong. If he's trying to think all day, I think Foskey's going to give him a long one. So this is one of those, some one of the players to certainly watch out for. But Arizona, it's going to be hot. Oklahoma might have a little advantage there. I feel like in Notre Dame right now, it's freezing. So maybe they're excited to get in the heat. Maybe, well, you, do you think that would be a factor, any sort of weather conditions going into this? Man, I hadn't thought January? about that. I hadn't thought about that when we were messaging and you were like, we could talk about yeah. weather. I'm like, when I go outside in the morning, I'm like, well, this is the weather. I don't look at the maps and like, I'm bad. But 
in terms of like heat, it's still like 70 degrees here. It was ugly mm. Christmas sweater day at my kid's school. And I was like, put a t-shirt on because <laughs> you're not going to last four minutes in that sweater. <laughs> so, you know, it'll be very, I think, very on par for what Oklahoma's weather has been up to right. like, it's not December here. I don't know what's happening, but it's not Christmas weather. It's really taken me out of the mood. And so I do think for sure that that may play a part in it just because they're still, they still haven't played cold football yet. No doubt. So when it boils down to it, if you had to pick, are you going to be a homer, which is totally fine. I'm all about that. I cheer for Carolina every single day. Or are you going to make, maybe, maybe this is not this one this year. I love Marcus Freeman. I hope he <laughs> proves all the haters wrong next season after right. this bowl game. I don't take my bias glasses off hardly ever. So I'm going to take the folks. There you go. There you go. And you know, honestly, I will go for Marcus. I really want him to do well. I really want to see him just prosper for many, like, oh, it's very selfish, personal, beautiful reasons, you know? So I just really want him to do well. <laughs> I'm over here like, when does uh, ACC team play Notre Dame next season? Mark it on my calendar. I will be there in attendance. Carolina plays them and I will be front and center. <laughs> okay. So I just want him to, I just want to see can Notre Dame pick up the pieces and was Chip Kelly such a factor, right? I think that's the biggest thing for me. A lot of people talk about, I'm very interested why none of the coordinators like ran at the chance to, you know, be with him. Right. I know Marcus was offered the opportunity, but nobody was like, Nia, I'm absolutely going to follow Chip wherever he goes. So was Chip the problem? Is there a reason why, you know, Notre Dame has gone to national college football playoffs and not really delivered or always gotten embarrassed? Maybe this is a breath of fresh air that they're finally going to see. And if that's the case, I'm glad that Marcus is going to be at the helm. So I'm going to pick Notre Dame. So we'll, it will be interesting to see, though. Yeah, I think it'll be a good game. I think it's going to be a defensive game. So it may be one of those first to 14 point kind of games, <laughs> which if you like that brutalized football, which I kind of do, have a soft yeah. spot for it. It'll be a fun game to watch. Alinda, oh, we're we're right here. I'm good for an open field tackle. I love a good sack. I love a good layout. I'm I'm that girl. I feel that for you. A bet online has this currently minus two for Notre Dame, but we'll see how things transpire throughout the bowl season. Make sure you guys follow Linda though. Can you please remind them of where they can find you and follow all of your good work? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Lindellians. And the Locked On Pokes is at Locked underscore on underscore Pokes on Twitter. No doubt. And you can follow at Locked On ACC on Twitter at KNSD Cooper, my personal page. And you can subscribe to my YouTube page and follow Linda's fan football, fantasy football. There it is. Tongue twister. <laughs> fantasy football. All of the action that she does so well. Thank you, guys. And until next time. More of the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview is next. Now for a national approach to the Fiesta Bowl, national experts at BetQL, RJ Choppy, and Jeffrey Wright of BetQLU break down the game from a national perspective. All right, RJ, it's that time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's time for the New Year Six. We've got the three non-playoff game day, if you will. So we're gonna, we'll get into our the national semifinals as well as the Peach Bowl. We'll do that another time, but let's start today. We got the Fiesta Bowl. We got Notre Dame and we've got Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, of course, loses in heartbreaking fashion in your neck of the woods in the Big 12 championship game. They come up about six inches short, perhaps, of being a playoff team. They will be taking on the Fighting Irish. Right now, the Fighting Irish, about a two-point favorite. The total is 45 and a half. And this is an interesting game to me, RJ because I think what bowl season has become more than anything else is it's armchair psychologist season. Mm -hmm. And you got to figure out 
which team wants to be there. Of course, Notre Dame with Marcus Freeman getting the new head coach. He moves up from the D.C. title to the head coach. You've got Oklahoma State who just lost in heartbreaking fashion. This is the ultimate unstoppable force versus an immovable object for me because, R.J., you would think all the signs point to Notre Dame in this situation. Playing for the new guy, they all wanted to be there. The offensive staff, for the most part, stays intact. Everybody, essentially, that they needed other than Brian Kelly still with the Fighting Irish. You would also think on the other end of the spectrum, Oklahoma State, they lose in heartbreaking fashion. Well, we've actually seen this before where Oklahoma State goes into one of these bowl games having missed out on an opportunity to play for a national title. They took on Andrew Luck back in the Fiesta Bowl in, I believe it was the 2012 Fiesta Bowl after the 2011 season when they lost in Ames, Iowa, where dreams went to die. This is one of those situations where I think all the signs point to just take Notre Dame. But RJ, the one thing that scares me a ton about this game, it's still very, very early in the process, but thus far, 86% of the money right now on Notre Dame. Am I insane for thinking that maybe there's, this is the spot to just take Oklahoma State? Gundy's also very good in bowl games. Yeah, he is very good in bowl games. And this is like, you know, and you said it, right? This is the quintessential team that had a chance to make the final four missed it by six inches literally and now has absolutely nothing to play for this is like uh you know nick saban uh against utah right uh, oh yeah the typical a typical alabama sugar bowl that's not a playoff game right i don't know that oklahoma state is like that i i don't know that they are uh oklahoma state and I think we got to watch out with those teams when they go to those bowl games, like the Alabama did that one year, uh, maybe two years. They lost to Oklahoma as well. But, you know, that was the Trevor Knight year. That yeah. was when Katie Perry announced that Trevor Knight was hot and that uh, he should call her. I mean, look, I'd have the game of my life too. You Me know, too. Like it, it, I, I would as well. Um, but Oklahoma State doesn't get here that often. This is a big game for them. Uh, now, Notre Dame. Notre Dame is accustomed to being in these types of games. And Notre Dame is also accustomed to losing a lot of these, a lot of these games. So I am, I am with you. I am not thinking, I don't think it's crazy to say, I'm going to take Oklahoma state in the points here. Oklahoma state played a very difficult schedule this year. Oklahoma state wound up having, let's see what three or four games against top 25 teams, five games against top 25 teams this season. Um, and Notre Dame had what Cincinnati and one other, uh, it's, it's not Notre Dame's best win outside of Cincinnati. When it got down to the end of the season, it was most likely probably Wisconsin. And that's, that's an okay. I mean, that win looked better as the year went on. Yeah. Um, but that let's forget that was a, that was a close game going to the fourth quarter. Then they, then they whooped up in the fourth, uh, Oklahoma state played a much more difficult schedule. Oklahoma State's a good, solid. They're not a typical Mike Gundy team. They're not one of those throw caution to win. We're going to throw. We're going to score 58 points. No, no. This is a defensive-minded team. This game is going to be close. Uh, and then you got to factor in, like you do with all ball games, opt-outs and give a rip. And how much do both teams actually care? I do think Notre Dame will care in this one. They're playing for a new coach. You know, maybe some of the guys that Brian Kelly loved. Freeman didn't like, like maybe, maybe that, maybe that's the case, you know, maybe that's some of the guys on offense. So I think you're going to see a good game from both teams, 
But I don't think it's crazy to take Oklahoma State. In fact, that might be the actual smart bet. Each team nine and three against the spread this year. But more importantly, Oklahoma State was a solid under team all year. They really were because, as RJ mentioned, they were built on defense and largely running the football. And they go eight and five on the under all year. Notre Dame went six and six. I know that point total's low at 45 and a half. I got to be honest with you, RJ. I bet a lot of a lot of Oklahoma State unders that were lower than that, and I didn't sweat a whole lot of them. This might be one of those yeah. games where now you have Marcus Freeman. He's a defensive-minded coach. Might be wanting to play a little bit more conservative, especially when you consider that Notre Dame oftentimes was kind of rotating quarterbacks, didn't know, who their, didn't know who their best quarterback was. I can see where this is the game in an unfamiliar environment, new stadium, nice little half-empty big toaster out in Glendale. I can see where points might be at a premium. Yeah, and, you know, like their Oklahoma State should have Jalen Warren for the game. They should. They should. Um, you know, but he, you know, he's a senior. Seniors, seniors aren't going to opt out of this game. They, if they didn't opt out of the first, you know, the last two years of his college career, he's not going to opt out of a bowl game like this. Uh, that, you know, opt-outs are sophomores and juniors who are going to the NFL draft, not seniors who might get taken. Um, but he was their leading rusher, and he was not in the Big 12 game, and they couldn't run the football. And they were very, very one-dimensional. And when you factor in uh, that this game is probably going to be a defensive-minded game, they're probably going to be a lull in the in the building, like you said, half empty. Uh, I, I, that, that might be generous. I know Notre Dame's got a lot of fans everywhere. Oklahoma State fans might travel not that far uh, to Phoenix. But, I mean, that might be a cavernous, dull, just, you know, mid-July baseball game at, at noon on a, on, a, on a Wednesday. It might have oh, that talk atmosphere. dirty to me, RJ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? It oh, might yeah. have that atmosphere. Mm. This is School not going to be raucous. They, they let out the kindergarten to, to come in. It's like the highest pitch screaming you ever heard. Oh, yeah. 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 This, gonna, this, this, is, this, is, this game is for family members and youth pastors. I mean, that's oh, yeah. This, that's what this game's going to be for here, man. Like, it's it's not quite the Duke's Mayo Bowl, but it's, 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 it's getting there, man. So, we might see just this kind of lazy afternoon on a, on a, on a Jan one type game. And, and that's, that, that would lead towards the under, I think. So far, Kyle Hamilton, Hamilton, of course, the, the standout safety for Notre Dame, he's hinted that he's going to perhaps skip and start preparing for the NFL draft. It does appear right now that Jalen Warren is practicing. So that is a good thing for Oklahoma state. Listen, this is the ultimate, the, now more than ever in bowl season, I always caution anyone out there that's looking to bet these games, unless you really, really feel good about something coming into the game. I don't really think there's a huge problem waiting until game day to figuring out, okay, who is actually playing here today? Because also with Oklahoma state, Jim Knowles, their defensive coordinator, he's now heading to Ohio state. It does appear though. He's going to be splitting roles because he doesn't start officially with Ohio state until January 2nd. So he is going to still be preparing for Oklahoma State, but then there's also the question of, okay, you know, how how focused is he? Not saying, okay, this guy's not doing his job, but at the same time, he's got another job on the horizon. So lots of storylines from that perspective. I do think you're right, though. The interesting thing for me will be whether or not Warren plays, because I did think that was 100% the difference in the Big 12 championship game. If you look at how... Oklahoma State played Baylor in the 
earlier matchup, the game that was in Stillwater, they were able to run it and they were able to take big play action shots. Well, then you look at the Big 12 game, they could not run it to save their lives, even on a play at the end of the game where it looked like that's a touchdown play. I thought he had the corner, everything, but really it forced Spencer Sanders into not a lot of play action throws with wide open guys. It was much tougher throws and he really, really struggled all day. This is just the classic situation though for me. I just feel like the obvious play is Notre Dame. And maybe I'm sitting there and feeling like an idiot in the second quarter because I'm sitting here with an Oklahoma State ticket that's dead. But I just, I don't know, there's something about Gundy, man. He strikes me as the guy that it's his alma mater. He knows that the boosters care about these kind of bowl games. As you mentioned, Notre Dame expects to be in the New Year's Six. That's not the expectation at Oklahoma State. That's when you cycle up and you have the good year. And to me, that kind of, that strikes me as the team that might care more than you think in this game. Absolutely. They absolutely might. And, and, you know, the coaching aspect, and I don't know that there's, I've ever seen a study done on, on coaches who are coaching at their alma mater and how they prepare, prepare and perform in bowl games. I would be interested to see that. Like, do they care more? Yeah. I think the coaches probably care all the time. If their I, know, jobs are the line. I know Frank Beamer cared. Yes, he did. Beamer ball. Beamer ball special teams and covering <laughs> in bowl games. Yeah, he was coming after you those bowl oh, games, yeah. man. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of uh, of sitting back. But yeah, it, look, this is going to be this is interesting because you know you are right. I do think that 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 play, that you know Jalen Warren was played a major role uh, in in the Big Twelve title game loss to Baylor. I, I could have had that. I thought I had that edge. I thought I had the corner on that angle. Uh, and I'm slow, man, really slow. I, I but but I I was stunned that he did not get in. This is going to be, you know, when, with Notre Dame and, 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 you know, the splitting time with the defensive coordinator, you know, you, you do have to prepare for this. You do have to prepare for these games. This, this is a team like Oklahoma State and Notre Dame, they don't play every year. They don't play every 10 years. Like, they hardly ever play. Like, literally ever. So, this is not going to be the easiest game to prepare for when you're splitting time both ways. Also, kind of on the psychological element, I don't care if Notre Dame's down. If you're the other team, it's pretty easy to get up for the Golden Domers. Notre Dame. On the flip side, if you're Notre Dame, <laughs> I'm not sitting there. I, I don't know if they're having posters on their wall. Of, God, we have got the Oklahoma State game circled. You know what I mean? Not unless you're getting some of T Boone. If, if you win, you get some of T Boone Pickens money. Rest in peace, of course. Yeah, obviously, like you're 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 part of that uh, you're part of that estate. Uh, that, unless that's going to happen, yeah, no, you, you don't get up for Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State is is the is the fifth biggest game in the Big Twelve that a team will play every year. Uh, Notre Dame has has cachet. Uh, they there still is a lot to play in Notre Dame. There, I mean, you either hate or love Notre Dame, and I would say most players that don't play for them are really sick and tired of Notre Dame. So I, I can absolutely see this being one of those games. And I think a lot of it's like, you know, Bob Stoops loved loved playing the SEC in a bowl game. Oh, boy, did he. God, did he love it. He loved Especially one it. of those SEC teams coming off a loss in yeah, the SEC he championship game. Yep. He would really heat up the boys for that game. Yes, he would, man. He was so – he wanted to use everything he could to, you know, to go to recruits home and say, look, I beat the SEC every year in a bowl game. Like, he saw that as his national championship. If he wasn't going to be able to win a title, he was going to beat the SEC in the Sugar Bowl. Like, that was his job. Like, that was his goal. Or the Cotton Bowl, wherever it was. So – Man, I, I could easily see this with uh, Oak State looking at Notre Dame like that. Notre Dame did finish the season covering seven straight numbers. 
Oklahoma State, who had been one of the best teams in the country covering the number, after not covering the first two games, they covered nine straight. They had a push, depending on what you had in Bedlam. And then, of course, in the Big 12 title game, they end up not covering by seven. But right now, as an underdog, which is what they will be, they are undefeated against the number with outright wins. So currently about a two-point number right now in favor of the Fighting Irish. The total is at 45 and a half. As mentioned right now, currently 83% of the tickets, according to BetQL, are on Notre Dame, as well as 86% of the money. In terms of the total, maybe I'm not exactly 100% on the line, but right now 100% of the money is on the under. So that is our preview of the Fiesta Bowl. And that's everything you need to know about the Fiesta Bowl. Thank you for tuning in to the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview. Tomorrow, we are previewing the Peach Bowl right here on the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.